All right, you are now tuned in to the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 137, and we are two weeks away from the start of this NBA season, and players are already getting busted in the bubble. The Lakers lose yet another key piece to the championship run in Rajon Rondo. What does that mean moving forward for the Lakers? And Ben Simmons is moved to power forward. We love this move. We are going to break it down and talk about the future of the 76ers. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew! Kick that intro music. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say, so you got to give it up. Give it up. You never heard All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What up, broadcast world? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew, the true players broadcast, episode 137. Yep. And we're coming with something a little different today. Drew and I have to do something a little different. We're doing our first Zoom podcast. I mean, we've done interviews on Zoom. Right, right. But you're on puppy duty today. You could not leave the puppy. I cannot. We had a we had a veterinary appointment for the little one. Her name is Kona. For those that uh, are curious, and so yeah, we had to take her to the vet this morning. And then she's just she's not in a space. She's not old enough enough for me to to take her up on a trip to see you. And last thing you want is a, a little puppy to run around pissing and shitting and biting everything that you got in your house. You know, I will not like that. That that will yeah. not be approved in my house. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing this interview via or this podcast via. Zoom, which everybody's doing now, so we might as well. But this is this is our first podcast that I haven't we haven't been together doing it, so it's a little. I know off. this is weird. We've tried a couple times to do like over the phone or you know what have you, and it just never worked. So this is yeah, this is a first for us. We're entering into the the technology era. This is how far we go for you people. We're we're doing this for you just to get a podcast out. We got a few things we want to talk about today. Uh, first thing first, your squad lost yet another player, another intricate player. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Rajon Rondo broke his thumb or tore ligaments in his thumb. And this takes me back to when Chris Paul did that and was out for a very long time and actually right. lost the playoffs. Uh, we lost Chris in the playoffs because of that thumb, um, especially for a point guard handling the rock. It's not, it's not looking good for the Lakers, man. Losing well, key defensive guys. Yeah, there's. I would say that there's like a silver lining to this. If 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 you want to make it that way, is that he should be back if everything goes according to the timeline, in time for the second round of the playoffs. So 
at the very least, uh, again, we, we know with thumbs and, and injuries that happens on your hands or feet, something very small can go wrong and then delay that process. But if it stays true to that six to eight weeks time, uh, we're going to be able to get him back. And he's definitely going to be needed. I mean, especially the fact of the matter is Avery Bradley's not there. We will absolutely need him in the playoffs. Um, he's going to play big, big minutes for us. So I'm just holding my breath, hoping that whatever surgery that he had, I think it actually might be happening either today or tomorrow. Should have happened already. Yeah, it's possible it happened yesterday. Getting him out of Orlando, flying to probably L.A., right? Or maybe they do it in Orlando. I, you know, I don't know. My guess is that he probably had to leave Orlando. Yeah, I mean, you want to go to when, especially like for this time frame and with, with the recovery time kind of being a tight window for us, my guess is that they probably sent him to a specialist. So whoever the best, you know, thumb surgeon is, whether he's in New York or L.A. or fucking you know dallas chicago wherever he is rondo should be going there i don't care if it's in fucking sweden send that send him to the best guy have it get stitched up have him get healed up and then have him you know maybe he can do some rehab and rejoin uh them in orlando i don't know if he would want to do that because it's not necessarily the best you know just for hanging out but especially if he leaves too though and comes back you have to quarantine yet well he's going to quarantine regardless though that's my point being is like i you know i i would hope that he's able to come back sooner rather than later you know what i mean like the the sooner he can feel comfortable with returning the sooner he can get through that quarantine time maybe start practicing on a very small level with the team before we actually need to put some minutes in because his you know obviously it's going to be the durability factor now is he's going to go without another six to eight weeks without playing and who knows what his, his lungs are going to look like. I mean, granted he's, he looked like he was using this off season this last three cool. months. Yeah. He, he was shredded. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so we saw the boxing video of him and, and you can see, you know, every muscle in his body. So I, I think he's in pretty good shape, you know, as far as that's concerned. And hopefully that'll hold truth over these next couple of weeks where he's rehabbing, but the it's prob- a big loss. The problem is with the hand though. And I saw, I said the same thing and I'm not trying to bust your bubble or like, rain on your parade at all but mm-hmm. i'm just saying we went through this with chris and we just know how tender the that the fingers are right. and you know it got prolonged you know chris was supposed to be back in eight weeks and then it was 10 weeks and then it was exactly. like yeah, you're done and then once you know it's sensitive if you catch that and jam your thumb one more time you know it what hurts. i mean yeah then you're damaging a lot of shit i just right. my, whole, my whole thing was what was your thought about l- losing yet another player so now what's the plan for the lakers Right. Moving, moving forward. Well, so now what it means is that we're, we're dipping into Quinn Cook territory here. I mean, that's just the truth, right? So the whole time with Avery Bradley gone, I've been saying it. People have confirmed now Contavious Caldwell-Pope will step into the starting lineup. And he then has what, to now. Well, right. It was not even a question. And then, and then you'd have Rondo and, like, Caruso coming in off the bench um, with Kuzma maybe, you know, playing with the lineup and having Kuzma in there as a small forward or something like that. Now – the pressure even continues to, to trickle down to where now it's Caruso stepping into our literally our first guard, guard off the bench is Caruso. Then then you're looking at Quinn Cook for backup point guard minutes. And, you know, he's good. I, I don't have a problem with Quinn Cook. But again, when it comes down to it if, it, if we're talking about a playoff scenario, having Quinn Cook out there getting 20 minutes is going to be tough. I mean, yeah. he's going to have to prove it. And luckily, like, like, maybe this will be great for Quinn and we'll and we'll get him into like peak form so that you know if Rondo comes back or there's some sort of holdup he actually has got a lot of confidence going into this playoffs because he is going to need to step up just as much as KCP and just as much as Caruso at this point and honestly you know I'm thinking about the end of our bench we have Jared Dudley back there who I don't ever I don't want to see him on the court I don't want to see him get any minutes (laughs) but I can guarantee oh yeah at this point he's going to get minutes but again there's two guys that we we haven't seen play for the Lakers yet and it's Deion Waiters 
and it's J.R. Smith. Now, those guys are not point guards, but they can play, uh, you know, as a shooting guard off of LeBron. And uh, I do expect them to maybe even try uh, Waiters as a, as a pseudo point guard out there um, with Caruso um, and, and matching up there. So, I mean, the good news for us is, is as I mentioned, that this is not season ending. And, and I'm very hopeful and thankful for that. And we're going to have to see what, <laughs> what Waiters and, and JR and, and Quinn Cook are up to. This is what I see. I see that no matter what now, undoubtedly, LeBron is going to have to be playing 40 minutes a night. 40 well, that was going to happen. I mean, so that's, that was going to happen on, in the playoffs, though. Not, not during these games. I don't, dude, how do you get ready for the playoffs? You have to play these games. Right, I not 40 LeBron, minutes, though. I, I, come on, Drew. You got to get those legs back under you. you need, hold on a second. You need prime LeBron. He's gonna, I'm saying he's going to have to put up a lot of numbers. If Caruso and KCP and Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith are going to be into the game, number one, they have to fucking shoot the ball. When they get the ball, they have to shoot. Yeah, they no, have to be in the right spots. You, you, definitely. Right. And, and you're going to have to put up numbers because LeBron can't go I, – I mean, he probably could. But, you know, if you're expecting LeBron to get 40 a night just to fucking win, right, I think you're going to see, have to see a lot from Anthony Davis. Yeah. But the only way – for the Lakers to move forward in this is these guards who haven't been in this position before KCP and, and um, Caruso have not been in this position before um, playoffs. Has KCP been in the playoffs? I don't think so. He play, I think he played a couple rounds with, uh, with Detroit uh, at least maybe once or twice when they were still semi-decent, you know, Detroit, they always finishing that like, yeah. you know, bottom, mm -hmm. bottom tier. Mm -hmm. But I, I, uh, I will say that the, the, the truth of the matter is, is with LeBron and Anthony Davis, scoring is going to be fine. I mean, honestly, like we don't – Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo, they're, they're, what they do for us is not necessarily always going to be on that score sheet. You but know, having Rondo, Rondo a former champion – Yeah, Rondo's assists, his, his passing, his level of IQ and his, his assists are going to be definitely missed, um, especially when we want LeBron to score more and we want Rondo to bring the ball up and feed Le, uh, Rondo to bring the ball up to feed LeBron – scoring positions but we're talking about maybe what is it maybe 15 to 25 points a game that we're missing and you know with those minutes going to these guys that we expect to be able to hit wide open shots like Caruso like uh, waiters like J.R. Smith if the if at the very least they're shooting 30 percent we're going to make those numbers up so you know I I definitely think LeBron is going to be we're going to we're absolutely going to rely on him I mean we're not winning without LeBron having a stellar performance. We're also, that's the same thing could go for Anthony Davis. And I don't foresee them having any issues scoring the ball and providing us with buckets. It's going to be about everyone else stepping up around them. And like I said, more than anything, it's about those guys not being ready to have to like score 20 points a night, but just being in the key positions to take advantage of what the offense is giving us because there's going to be double teams on LeBron. There's going to be double teams on Anthony Davis. They just need to catch and shoot confidently. That's all we can ask for. Well, we know what kind of LeBron we're going to get because if you've watched any of the video, LeBron looks like he's ready to go. He made a post. He's about to go zero dark 30. We all know about zero dark 30 LeBron. And he yeah. posted the other night, you know, that, that, that photo of him in the hyperbolic chamber. And um, the quote was, almost time to come out the, the cryogenic tank and get back to destroying who was ever in front of me. Hashtag yep. revenge season continues. Hashtag king me, right? I and I, 
I okay, I love it too because I love LeBron, right? Right. But it's right. just such a bold LeBron statement. You know what I mean? Like hashtag King me, right? Like the re- this that's the reason why people do not like LeBron, right? Is because of shit like that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's like Mike saying hashtag goat me. You know what I mean? Right. Back in the day, if he had, if he if he was able to do something like that. Right? Well, LeBron has been he's been dipping into that stuff for a while. I know. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Le- he, he got the he got the chosen one tatted across his back when he was 18 years old. I mean, that's that's across the shoulders. And so this is him saying King me is just another. I mean, you're totally right. If if I hated LeBron, as I did maybe 10 last years year, ago, if this was two years ago, you would be going in on this right now. But, you know, it's nothing new, though. It's nothing new. That's the thing. I mean, he, if, if anything, he's consistent. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely consistent. And he backs up everything he talks about. So, I'm right. Cool. Right. Uh, and here's here, before we move on. Here's, yeah. here's the big thing, too, is that the whole LeBron playing 40 minutes. I want to touch on that because he's going to have to do that in the playoffs. I sincerely hope he does not go beyond 30 to 32 minutes in any of these seeding games. You're scared I, about that. You're, you, I you don't, don't play because he's going to be chomping at the bit to get these minutes. I mean, it's been three months and he's in great shape, but the last thing we need is weird groin injury like that happened, you know, a year and a half ago. And then all of a sudden he's out for extended. That cannot happen. So now, especially with him and Anthony Davis, we need to be very cautious because we cannot afford another. Even if it's a four-week injury, we cannot afford to have that happen no. to any of our key guys. And so. I think we're gonna, I think we're going to see the gauge on opening night with Clippers Lakers because right. obviously Doc said that that Kawhi and Paul George are 100. percent Like there's no limit to Kawhi is the quote that he said. No limit to him if he wants. We'll, we'll to- see if that's true. What we, we'll see exactly same thing. Right. He's like okay. Yeah, but, you, you don't want that to be the case, right? You don't want Kawhi playing 40 minutes a night in these seeding games. No, okay. First of all, I think the Clippers and the Lakers both can be, can pull it back a little bit. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, we kind of right. know where we're going to be. You mm-hmm. feel me? Yeah. Clippers have a little more uh, leeway as far as we have more players that can get in there. And, like, if we need to win a game, like, you know, we, can, we got players that will play, that can get in there and, and do their job. Do right. I want Kawhi playing 40 minutes? No. And he wouldn't play 40 minutes anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not how he walks. But I think we're going to see the gauge on right. opening night. The fact that that the Clipper-Laker game doesn't have that much meaning, although it is the opening night game and it is Clippers and Lakers, I don't think win or lose, it's that big of a fucking deal to either one of the teams. You know what I'm I saying? I still think it matters a lot to the Lakers. I mean, for the, the, the pure fact of the matter is we haven't beaten you yet. Right. I mean, we're 0-2, and and that, and and especially we call these gauge games because we've known for this entire season it's Lakers-Clippers in the West. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. We think now, before COVID, that's what we thought. Well, right. Who knows? There's, I mean, we can't predict anything, but that's just the truth. I mean, like, those are the two best teams. And so I think, I honestly think it will be vital for the Lakers to have some sort of notch on the belt some sort of boost of confidence going into uh, the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, for that matter, I, I do think it may, it may matter more to the Lakers than the Clippers uh, having that, having that game go at, at least, at least down to the wire. <laughs> we cannot get blown out because the first, the first game we played against you, we got blown out and then Christmas was a great game, but you know, this, it, it's going to be important for the Lakers. I think more so than the Clippers. It's crazy watching that TBT tournament, which was awesome, by the way. All yeah, of it was an unbelievable ending. It was a great ending, but just it was so anticlimactic, though, because that shot was so amazing and so great. And then it's like you're, you're used to just seeing fans and everything jump everything, and there's nothing. It's, it's, all you hear is the bench, you know what I mean? Well, you had the confetti coming down. You yeah. still had the players. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. All you could hear was just the yelling from the, the players on the court and, like, the broadcaster. Right. 
but it, you know, shit, man, uh, especially for the TBT, that money hitting their, hitting their bank account, who gives a fuck if there was one person watching or a billion people watching, they won that tournament. Those guys are getting that cash. Uh, he was I wide open, dog. He was guarantee you they're celebrating. They're celebrating just as hard. You know who that was? Do you know who was that was that hit that shot? Travis Diener? No, I don't remember him. He played point guard on Marquette's team with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was his teammate. Interesting. Uh, little Travis Diener running around. He was the guy that hit the hit the shot. I can't even believe he's still playing. I mean, you can think about how old he is in comparison. A lot of these to guys are like my boy Craig Smith is was playing on a team, and a lot of these former players. It's a, and Dwayne Wade spoke on it. Like, yo, this looks fun. Like that was the, that was their team. That was the Marquette alma mater team that won it, the it Golden Eagles. Yeah, uh-huh. so that's why it was like Diener was like I'm pretty sure he had to be the oldest guy on the floor because I mean all things considered he's got to be around Dwayne Wade's age. Maybe Dwayne Wade's not. 35. Yeah, and so he's probably 36 or 37. I think he was a little older than Wade. So, but anyway, like I, I you bring up a good point, and I think it will be a little different with the NBA. Granted, you know we're expecting the finals to happen with family members in attendance. So I don't think it'll be as barren as the TBT. What, 100 was. people maybe? 100 people <laughs> yeah. scattered hey. around? Like. Hey, but it's better than like the seven cameramen <laughs> and people that just had their phones out on TBT. So, and you best believe, man, anytime somebody wins a championship, just like I'm saying, like the way that these guys won with five people in the crowd, <laughs> it's, still a, it's still a championship. It's still going to go down in history as a, as a huge moment. And we, we discussed on our load management show just like, it's going to be the team that's the strongest mentally too, you know, mm-hmm. like this is going to be different. It's going to be a whole different landscape of playing without fans and feeding off that energy. And we we as fans, and I think everybody else is really looking forward to seeing that whole dynamic as far as like, you know, can these players like get up? Can you find something to get you? Mo- like I keep going back to Patrick Bever- to the Christmas day game, right? Yeah. To, to, to the, the steal on LeBron on the final shot, right? Right. And looking at the crowd and checking and just, you know, just vibing, right? And then maybe players like Alex Caruso and maybe players like, you know, Landry Shamit, if he comes back, maybe it'll be easier for him, you know what I mean, to focus and to make more shots and to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's just going to be a crazy dynamic and we're all really looking forward to this and we're, we're almost there drew where are well, we i i think the, the well yeah what is it now it's the 15th today yeah, yeah so, so we're 15 15 days away long. yeah two weeks away um i think i think the most interesting thing is going to be seeing like you know it's not just rondo that's that's having problems right now we saw russell westbrook came out and announced that he tested positive there's been some rumors that james harden has also tested positive Jokic is finally in the bubble. He was like the last one to arrive. Finally got a flight from fucking Serbia. Uh, but, you know, the Kings have four players that, that tested positive. And so, you know, as we get into this 15 days, I mean, I, hopefully by the time that this all starts, all those people that have tested positive will be good to go and cleared and, and done this with is quarantine. Question, but there's a good chance that we have a, you know, like 10% of guys that can't, that can't play in that first game. This is my this is my question. My question is, you do all the prerequisites to get to the bubble, right? You, you're clean, you test negative, 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 you get to the bubble. How the fuck do you get it in the bubble? That's the question. Well, so nobody, as far as we know, nobody has contracted the disease in the bubble. All of these guys were tested and held back mm-hmm. from Orlando. So all the ones that, that have come through and, and announced- None of those Kings guys? No, none of the Kings guys. None of the Kings guys were in Orlando. That's that's true. Excuse me. 
when it when they tested positive. So they're all back in their respective towns. So that means the first screening is working, right? Because the idea is no one's supposed to actively arrive in Orlando with it. That means that they're doing their job. And so it just now you're going to see the slow trickle of guys as they become uh, ready as they're done with quarantine, enter and, and rejoin the team. Uh, but we, we did, we finally had our first, uh, also a member of the Kings, Rashawn Holmes, the first guy to, to break the bubble. I think because <laughs> of Oubre, right? Exactly. Now, exactly. There are, I just see like the, the Berlin Wall or something. Like there's one line that you cannot, cannot it. pass, right? Right, right. And, and he wanted to get his postmates for whatever reason. And since Ubre said, dude, it's perfectly fine for, for, for Postmates to come, which it's not. I don't think it is fine for Postmates to come. I don't he, think so either. None. And so he goes yeah. to the gate, and I'm sure he's perfectly fine. But you just go into the gate getting that food, you're done for eight days. You know right. what I mean? I think it's hilarious. I, I mean, the, the whole I, the, the Kelly Ubre part of it is, is literally, it's, it's so funny. So, he just goes, yo, should... everything's cool. You go ahead and order the Postmates. And yeah, then he immediately NBA, got Rashawn Holmes. There's NBA, you know, people that are watching everybody's Twitter. Like, of course. Ubre posted that. They should have said, no, Kelly. False. Yeah. This is totally false. Do not listen to anything this guy is saying, right? So right. someone went off of their job on that. Right. Go back really quick because I, I, I want to take, you know, I posted that um, James Harden was uh, positive for coronavirus. I posted that because, A, I put two and two together. Him and Russ are tight. So if right. Russ had it, James probably already has it. And it was posted by a very reputable page. So I posted that. And, again, this is, I think, the second time I've done that where maybe I should do a little more research before. But it makes total sense. Like, why, why did James – we all knew Kawhi couldn't be in the bubble because of he had family issues, issues to attend to and he would be arriving later than the team. There was no discussion about James Harden being late or having any other obligations that he had to, you know, go to. So, you know, and he's lost 20 pounds, like you had stated earlier. Um, so it's a very high possibility that maybe James had it and was waiting for his quarantine to end, you know? Yeah, yeah that's very true. I mean, he just, we, I think I just saw earlier today that he's, he finally has arrived in Orlando uh, today. So at the very least, we know that he, uh, well, he'll, he'll go through that first round of testing as he's there, and then we'll get kind of some answers as to whether or not he's good to go. And what do you think about, I mean, with Russ, Russ came out yesterday, so maybe he'd had it for a couple of days, but if he needs 14 days, right? Yeah, to and that puts him right on track. I mean, that's the thing. Like, right now, is it, it, everything seems to be working perfectly as far as the system is concerned, protecting players and preventing people from bringing COVID to Orlando. Mm -hmm. So that's, that has to be at least a, a little bit of good news for the NBA. It's like, look, okay, yes, there's players that have it, uh, but we're doing our best to identify them, quarantine them, and then once they're ready to go, get them into Orlando and then test them again, make sure they're not bringing anything in, into the bubble. Um, and right now, as we said, we're 15 days away. So if Russ, if, if yesterday was the first day, and that's day one of quarantine, he still will be able to get out there and practice for two days before their first game, presumably. And obviously, you know, when it comes to something like that, it, they probably need to ramp him up slowly. Um, and, you know, look, all the teams that are in spots that are in, in solid contention for the playoff spots that don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to make the playoffs. It's mostly about, you know, where, whether there are three or four or five. Those, those, all those teams are going to, as they should, as I hope they do, take this really cautiously. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it should be about Safety first. ramping up. 
because as as exactly, and as we're all going to see, we're going to see it. I mean, I I hate to say it, but there's going to be a, a litany of injuries that happen in that first week. I can guarantee it. Whether it's something as minor as a rolled ankle, um, or you know, a dislocated finger, um, or something more, you know, uh, something more drastic like a pulled muscle of some sort, a hamstring or groin or whatever, we're going to see that happen just because these guys. It, it, it's hard to go from zero to a hundred. Um, in, in, a, in, a, in a very unique time, in a very unique space where they can't have, they don't have the normal routine. They don't have the normal workout guys that they'd go through and do the things with and uh, the normal A lot facilities. of people brought that up. A lot of people, Shaq brought it up, mm -hmm. Chuck brought it up, Jason Williams brought it up about routines. And being a guy who is myself, I'm talking about, a guy of routines. Now, mind you, I'm not a professional athlete, but I have my routines. And once, you know, uh, you know these players are accustomed to, a different life than me and you you know you're accustomed exactly to whatever you'd like the food that you'd like the the accommodation the beds that you'd like um and we saw a lot of people complaining early and i think they've kind of put a muzzle on that and just kind of be like yo be thankful for where you're at right now found it really interesting first two things one back to the rockets really fast did you see austin rivers video about practice in their shoes did you see this i, I did yes oh my god so uh, Austin Rivers like man they're playing us right now like this is whack they have you know you're they have like these cubby holes these racks for the players shoes uh -huh. and Harden and Westbrook have like literally 40 pairs each yeah and Westbrook ain't even there yet right Westbrook's <laughs> not even gonna be there for two weeks and they get like Austin Rivers and every one of the other guys they get one cubby hole there's like four pairs of shoes right that's so funny they can't even bring PJs because PJ you know I don't know where he's keeping them he's got like a roll he has to have like a roller suitcase full of shoes he just has like his own suit shoe shoe suitcase he had to get his other like he had to pay for another room to put the shoes in there with just 60 pairs for his seven minutes guys just much <laughs> he needed the conjoining room he needed that's right that's so funny unbelievable that's hilarious um, I found this really interesting today, though, was we've talked and we've questioned, like, you know, LeBron's accustomed to LeBron. He's the, fuck, he's the fucking king, right? Like, he's used right. to accommodations. And LeBron made it very clear that he was going into Orlando with no chefs, no masseuses, no security. He's going to be just like the rest of the players. And, and I love it. I love that move. Yeah. A, probably because they wouldn't let him. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. they probably – you know, you're not better than you, – you can't be better than everybody else, bro. Right. As much as the NBA wants to protect their investment in LeBron James. But I think LeBron was adamant about being one of the guys and being like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be with you guys. Just like, you're, just like you're in the bubble, I'm in the bubble. Right. A lot of the reporters, what reporters are there, Chris Haynes specifically, who has been in the bubble for two – for since the 1st of July, he's been there. Um. He was bringing up just the camaraderie and the fact that you have nobody else to hang with but your team, you know? This is something that's going to bring yeah. everybody together. Me and you were adamant about saying that. Like, this could be a really, really big time um, just to get everybody, you know, together and, like, bring back the camaraderie in the locker room because right. you have nobody else to hang with, you know? Right. Yeah, no, it's true. It's, I mean, it's definitely going to be a team experience. And, and it'll be like uh, going back to like those AAU tournament days where you're traveling in, you got your coach and maybe a couple other assistant coaches, and then you got the squad. And, and that's, that's what you're doing. You're just hanging with your boys. If you guys are eating, you're, you're, everyone's eating. If you guys are watching a movie, everyone's hanging out watching a movie. They're doing whatever they do. You know, granted, there's, there can't be all of that congregation all the time because right. the idea is they want people to separate. But you best believe, man, this is – this is the time to lock in and really solidify that team chemistry thing. I mean, we're going to see 
for sure. I mean, the amount of pressure on these locker rooms, we're going to see locker rooms and the, the different teams that are tight and the ones that are not right there. Cause there's definitely, you know, each team is going to have a different kind of style and a different uh, kind of uh, way of being. And not every team, not everybody on every roster loves each other, right? Like we, we know this all the time. There's beef between players all the time. And when you're in this isolated environment, those kinds of beefs between small beefs between, you know, guys on the same team can get escalated immediately because you're constantly, again, you're constantly surrounded by these guys and you're seeing only them. It's so, like living, it's like living, it's like having your best friend and I've done this before and you move in together, you know, like, dude, let's get an apartment. My first apartment was with my best friend. We wanted to go mm -hmm. at each, other, each other's throats. Yeah, constantly, exactly. right? right. Never had a, never had a fight until we, till we moved in together. You know? Right. Right. So, no, but that'll be a big thing though. I mean, having good team chemistry and guys that get along will go a long way in this for sure. And mind you, obviously I'm keeping more of an eye on the Clippers, but I'm seeing our guys fishing every day and, you know, hanging out in Montrez and Paul George. Paul George loves the fish, by the way. That's like, that's been, that's been the revelation is, is the fishing. I mean, <clears throat> we knew part of the reason why Paul George was comfortable going to Oklahoma city is because he, he considers himself an outdoorsman, right? Uh -huh. He likes to go hunting. He likes to go fishing. And so, yeah, man, I, I this, it's been How really funny. From Palmdale be actually there's Lake Castaic out that way. Yeah. There's a lake out there. There's there a lake is. out there, but I, I, you know, it is surprising not only him, but like how many guys are out there trying their hand at fishing. Trez was teaching Pat Beverly how to fish and how hyped they get when they catch the fish, right? Like all these guys get so hyped when they catch the fish. Yep, yep. Oh, dude, I mean, it's, I, I've only gone fishing maybe twice in my life. I, I, as far as I can remember, I've only caught two fish ever. Okay. And one was when I was very, very little and I did not know what I was doing. I was like seven and I just didn't know what I was doing. The other one was at a camp when I was like 12, 13. And the moment where you actually get, when you get that thing on the line and you're like, oh, I, I fucking got a fish. It's a hell of a moment. It's just also funny to see these guys fishing. Like you will never, again, Hilarious. the content. In, in the basketball shorts, like in the, yeah. in the Jordan basketball shirts and the, in the tall teams. And there's like, and <laughs> the did, slides. They, did they bring their own fishing lure? Did they bring their own no. like fishing rods or like? I bet Paul George did. did. Yeah, exactly. I bet he did. I mean, so some people are doing the, the, the fishing route. We've seen already some guys going golfing. Uh, JJ Reddick has been posting stuff from the golf course. And if there's anyone that looks like he's having the best time, it's JJ Reddick right now. Not only was he golfing. Shotguns? Shotgun and Bud Lights in the kiddie pool. In the, in the, ice. In the ice bath, bro. In the ice bath. <laughs> that is maybe the, the, the best moment thus far of the bubble is, is – the guy who I did not think was, I thought his shotgunning days were over. I thought JJ Reddick was an elevated man. He keeps talking about all these five-star restaurants that he likes to go to, all the wine that he likes to drink. And no, give this man a Bud Light, give him a Natty Ice. He's going to fucking shotgun it while he's don't think down. J like don't think that was guy. JJ's first shotgun, by the way. JJ no, no, of course doing, not. I'm sure JJ was. Well, that's a college. That's college, right? But you don't right, right. that shit. <laughs> no, I love it. I absolutely love it. And that I think was... That was great to see. I think JJ and, and uh, Josh Hart were golfing, right? Yeah. Both of them, they were both golfing. And Josh Hart was having a really bad day. And he was, it was his, his uh, Instagram is hilarious. He was just drinking straight, straight wine from the, they were, they were golfing with bottles of wine, right? Which is super, super classy yeah. for NBA players. And Josh yeah, man. Yeah. From the so Josh, 
Josh has a, another Instagram. It's Josh Hart Sellers, it, and it's it's like Sellers is in wine cellars. Yeah. So he 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 really thinks that he's he knows some stuff about the oh. wine game, and that's why him and JJ I think are starting to bond a little bit because JJ, as I mentioned, considers himself like a foodie of some sort. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I I followed it recently. I followed the the Jay Hart Sellers, and he's got he, he loves Bordeaux. He loves the French wines. Well, so that's the I, new NBA thing, though. LeBron oh, yeah. started it. LeBron started it, and then he turned on Chris and D Wade, and then they started this club, and then road tripping with with Jefferson and and and, and Channing Fry. Now yep. the new thing's wine. Now if if I could just like wine that much instead of the instead oh, of the dude. vodka, it's so I mean, good. It's you don't so like good. wine? I love wine, bro, but you can't drink wine to me at two o'clock in the afternoon on a golf course. Okay, that's not when I'm drinking wine. I'm drinking wine tonight. I've got a nice. Yes, you can. I mean, so okay. That's not when you drink a Cabernet. True, true. Maybe a nice Sauv Blanc, which, yeah. I, got, which I got chilling in the fridge because I'm making scallops tonight. You know, <laughs> I know how to pair. I was in the industry for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I like seeing these players actually have some fun, and it seems like they, um, again, we're going to be seeing a lot more stuff. I don't know. I think people are going to be way more focused once the games start, and I think all this fun bullshit is going to be kind of put to the side for right. a minute. Um, well, you know, golf is and, and fishing, that's something they should be able to do. You know, it, neither of those are, ta- I mean, shit, we saw it on the Jordan documentary. Mike's playing 18 to 36 holes of golf before a fucking playoff game. So golfing and fishing, that should be the least of the team's worries that these guys are out there doing that playing right. cornhole or whatever the fuck, you know, that's, that's all gravy. Uh, but it's just, I, that, it's just that first, you know, we were two days in and there's one Instagram model that's like, I've already been invited to the bubble. I, I we should have done like an over under on how fast. The Stephen first, A said it. it <laughs> Stephen A said this was going to be a problem. Well, Stephen A said it, but I mean, anyone with some common sense could have could have said it as well. I mean, if if no if none of you know what goes on after an NBA team visits a town, uh, then you know maybe maybe take some time out try and track down what happens where the guys go because it's a I don't know how to say this. It's like a watering hole in a desert. Uh, all that's the part all, of the routine Drew. that's my that's point that's my point routine. so it's not I'm not surprised at all at this uh, it made me laugh a lot that it happened within the first what 70 72 hours well what's so funny is it broke. To, it broke to, to the bubble it broke and then everybody's pointing at Montrez right and everybody's sending me dms yo it was Trez it was Trez I'm like dude he's he is not the guy nah. He would not do that. Trez is not the guy. He's not the guy right now. He's he's definitely smarter than that, right? And then yeah. Montrez wakes up from it because this broke at like two thirty in the afternoon, mm-hmm. normal nap time. Trez wakes up at four and he's like, "Yo, I'm waking up." And what did Trez do now? He's like, yeah. "I didn't do anything." So, you know, again, that is part of their routine, and they're just gonna have to fucking deal with it, like some of us right now they during are. quarantine. Shit, I'm yeah. dealing with it. You know what I mean? And we've already got uh, the snitch line is already hot. We've we've already had some some calls, some anonymous calls coming in. Did you make Did you make a call yet? Did you Did you Did you tap into the number? And, well, and I'm I'm the guy they're talking about. I'm the guy they're talking about. <laughs> who do you think snitched you. on Who do you think snitch on Jr. Smith? Telling him like, "Yo, you should check his IG live. That shit, you got to get him, dude. You got to tell him to shut up. It's time." <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. I, you know, I can't wait for uh, playoff time because that hotline, I really think that hotline is going to pop off. I mean, especially with Kelly Oubre already baiting guys and, and the games haven't even started. <laughs> I cannot wait till the, till the playoffs happen. And you got people being like, yo, I, CP just walked across the line. 
I saw him walk across the line. He dropped, he dropped a hundred dollar bill and it flew away out of his wallet. And he, he went across that line to pick it up and uh, he needs to be quarantined. Uber is going to be like, yo, Postmates is not cool, but Domino's is cool. Go Domino's. meet him at the gate. Meet him at the gate. It's all good. DoorDash, DoorDash is fine. Uber uh, Eats, you're good. How about the, um, first of all, I did also hear today the NBA is bringing in um, a couple executive chefs to change up the meals. Uh, they had to do it. It was going to happen. We they said that it was going to happen. Um, you can't please everybody. And a lot of guys aren't even upset with the meals. It was just a, a few people that weren't really feeling it, but they're flying in the executive chefs like we thought we we're going to do. Yeah. They can't bring in 22 different chefs for each team. You know what I mean? But they're going to switch that shit up. I also know like one per one per hotel. Totally. And then you, you got to have a, you know, a staff or whatever, just to make, you know, just make the meals a little bit better. I thought it was cool that the NBA brought in, um, DJs, right? To have these parties. And Dwight Howard's the only one. <laughs> no one. For the nobody's pool. going to. No, nobody's trying to party with no girls. If you ain't got girls, like, what is the party? What? Yeah. What are we doing here? We're all just gonna stand in our bathing suits in yeah. the pool. <laughs> Come on. I, well, and then why is Dwight there though? That's my question. Again, Dwight. Maybe, hey, man. Maybe he's just looking for something fun to do and like switch it up. Because again. These days are going to – again, I'm going back to the routines. These players, they practice in the morning, nap in the afternoon, game at 7.30, adrenaline. You're getting out of the arena at 11. You're going to dinner at 11.30. You're partying until 2 or 3. You're out. You're just releasing. You're, you know, just decompressing. Yeah. That's what they're used to. And now it's like, right. shit, I'm up at 6. I'm fishing, practice, work out. And then what do I do until 3 o'clock in the morning? You get on a whole new schedule. Right, right. It's well, a good schedule. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be a good schedule for most of these guys, especially the ones that are used to partying until three o'clock in the morning. Every every coach is like, "Well, I'm very happy to hear that we can they can't go out till five o'clock in the morning anymore." But what I did know, I do know that they have those bars. I mean, that the hotel bars are open, right? So like, they they can at least still go down and have a cocktail, have you know whatever beer, wine, whatever they want, um, and try to unwind that way. And if there uh, is a female bartender. Just, just take it, okay? Just take it. Oh. You're gonna get flirted with. Let them just. All bets are off. <laughs> well, nobody, no, there's nobody sleeping with anybody. I'm just saying, if there's anything. All bets are off, bro. No, definitely. Oh, you better be. You better believe. If they can't, if they're already getting trouble trying to sneak Instagram models in, you best believe that they're scouting the hottest available workers. Like, yo, did you see each that? Every one of these resorts, you best believe there's a scout. Yeah, there's a scout team. Any, any good-looking woman that works at these establishments. They're going to get uh, a lot of attention. Like Terrence Mann's job on the Clippers is to like you're going to be the scout, dude. Just just so we can look at something, you know. And I exactly, totally, I totally get that. Hey, I want to bring up something that I'm, I'm going to take seriously about that. I want to take serious about this. Okay. I thought this, I thought this was a huge move, and we've been talking about this team a lot. And it's not a drastic move, but if you look, if you look at this, if you dissect this move, it means a lot. So Brett Brown came out. They're going to make Bennett at a power forward position. And I love it. I love everything about this. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and mind you, like it's positionless basketball, you know, being, being a power forward isn't like it was being a power forward in the nineties. You know what I mean? Right. But this keeps Ben closer to the basket. Doesn't have to bring up the ball, even though he can, and he will in times. Of course like, he will. Kind of like how Blake used to do when we used to do the, and again, I don't mean to keep going back to the Clippers, but Blake used to bring the ball up a lot. Hockey passes, dribble up, dime, 
all this shit. Horford, the Horford thing really isn't working out. He's going to be coming off more of a bench role, which yep. is great because they're not too deep on the bench. And then uh, we're going to bring in Shake, Shake Milton, right? To play that point guard position, who's actually a player. The dude can play, right? Yeah, he had he had that one crazy night, uh, career high against, against the Clippers. Uh, but he went off that one night. It was, it was against like, the Clippers. Like 40, 40, oh, it was against the Clippers. There you go. Against yeah, the, yeah. It was 39. He had 39 uh, points. His yeah. last his last nine games, he's been averaging 18 points. The guy shoots 45% from the three-point land. He was he's good. He, he was another one of those guys, kind of like Caruso. Caruso didn't get a 40 piece, but kind of like those guys who was thriving when Ben Simmons was injured because he was getting more minutes. Right. And this is also a thing for Brett Brown because he's also playing for his job too. Like if Philly doesn't come out of this. We've been know, saying that for three seasons. We have. And it, there has to be a deadline. There has to be an eventual end that he's just like, they, if they don't get to the conference finals this year, he absolutely should be fired. They have to do something else. They, they really like him though. That's the only thing. Like they really like him. Um, and Bede was definitely co-signing the the move to power forward and i'm just thinking from the position of like it keeps him closer to the basket where he's great he has a five foot jumper he has an eight foot jumper he's got the he's got the hook he's six ten. he can play with his back to the basket you know right it's right. not so much putting him out at the three-point line and i think it also is gonna widen shit for for philly because of course the, Hor the horford thing just wasn't working and well look i mean we said that from the beginning I mean, I, if, you, if, if any of our listeners want to go back to when Horford got uh, signed to, to the deal with the Sixers, uh, the first thing you and I said was, is this has to be about one team. This, this literally, they, they spent all this money on Al Horford just so when they play Milwaukee, they have Horford on the squad. Um, and they tried their best to work it out where you have, you know, essentially three power forward slash centers on the court at the same time. And like you said, this shit ain't the '90s, bro. You can't have that muscle and that kind of height and Especially lack of quickness have, and lack of versatility on the floor at the same time. Especially so. when you have a dynamic six ten point guard who likes to move. You know what I mean? And, and who can't shoot and right. he can't space the floor. And so, look, I, I think they gave it their 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 best try. They go, okay, let's try everything we can to see if we can have Embiid, Horford, and Simmons on the floor at the same time. And every time they did that, it did not look very good. They were not scoring very many points. It was just too crowded. So this was an inevitable move, I think, the entire time. I mean, I know he signed a big four-year deal, but there was no chance in my mind. Dollars. Yeah, there was no chance in my mind that he was going to be the starter unless something happened to Simmons or Embiid as far as injuries go. I think this works for him, too. If your goal is Giannis, right, then you got Embiid starting the game, and when Embiid needs a breather, bring in Horford. He'll give you those minutes right at the center position that you're going to need yeah. for and i like that doesn't cause the clog the lane i think this is a good move for horford i felt i think the organization brett brown uh, in particular paying him that much money he had to be in the starting role right and then when you look yeah, you up, had to try you had to and now now you're looking at their bench which wasn't wasn't deep so you look at their at their starting five right so you got you got we're going to do shake milton we're going to just throw him into the starting lineup which i like uh, Josh Richardson, right? Yep. Toby. Yep. Ben and MB. Great starting five, right? Solid. And then coming off the bench, you're going to have guys like Mike Scott. You're going to have Al Horford. You're going to have, um, who am I missing here? Uh, Thibel. That gives them an eight man roster. And that's a good roster going into the playoffs, I think. Thoughts? Yeah. I, this is, this is the only basketball sense move here. I think the thing about this too is that 
you know, when, when people think of Ben Simmons and, and when they think of him at his absolute peak, the player that comes to mind for a lot of people is kind of a LeBron James, right? Because of his size and the fact that he's so skilled with the ball. Now, LeBron is a significantly better shooter, as we, as we know, Simmons won't even take a jump shot. But when, when you're talking about size and power, uh, Simmons can absolutely still bring the ball up the floor. That's right. not a problem with right. that lineup. Um, and it, this is the only way forward for that, for that squad. It was, a, it was a move that was necessary. And as I mentioned, you know, the, the Al Horford signing, Philly can, de- can defend it as long as they want. If, if they don't at least admit to the fact that the only reason they brought him on was to defend uh, Giannis, then, that, then they're just lying to us and, and to themselves. Uh, and honestly, you know, when I think about that too, I don't think if they do get that matchup in the playoffs with Milwaukee and uh, the Sixers, I really don't think they'll change that lineup then. Uh, and I honestly think Ben Simmons will be the one that guards Giannis. But that um, double, that double, if you got Horford and Simmons in at the same time, you know what I mean? Right. That double coming from 6'10 and 6'10 on Giannis, that's a lot of beef. I think it works out. I wish they would have done this earlier. And I'm yeah. surprised that, that, that we just categorize Ben Simmons as a point guard. He's going to be our point guard, right? Right. Which is just ridiculous. <laughs> like you said, hey, there's Kona. I can hear Kona. She's awake. Uh, we're going to have to wrap this up. We will, we're going to wrap it up right now. Two teams I'm very excited to see, though. I want to see the Pelicans play, and I want to see the, the Oklahoma City Thunder play. I'm really excited to see what these guys are going to do. We posted a video last night of the Dallas Mavericks shooting threes. Like, it, was, it didn't stop, bro. It was a two-minute video. They hit, like, literally 30 in a row. It was wild. Really looking forward to yeah. that. Sorry we got to cut this short because, because of Kona, but we're going to take him out with somebody special today. Yeah. Don't even know who these guys are, but it's summer. It's July. Roll down your windows if you're listening to this in the car. But we are going to be playing Good Nature. Bonnie, turn this up. It's a jam that I've been banging all week, Drew. You're going to love it. Turn it up. Right. Feel the summer the summer bubble vibes is what we're calling it. Oh, I love Follow it. through with clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. Kona for the win. <laughs>